The team at Weight Inclusive Innovators is going to Mexico City and you're invited. There's something magical about getting out of the day-to-day routine. It's even better when you pack your bags, hop on a flight, and land in a new city. From August 20th to 25th, join us as we settle into our apartments in the neighborhood of La Condesa, visit all the local coffee shops that Mexico City has to offer, and dedicate time to work on our businesses. This means a whole work week to brainstorm your business's future, set goals for the next year, and get caught up on all those admin tasks that keep getting pushed to the wayside. And you didn't think we'd be all work and no play, did you? Well, our primary goal is to dedicate time to work on the biz and give ourselves space to dream and scheme. We can't go to Mexico City and not experience the vibrant culture that it has to offer. That's why we've planned a night of salsa lessons at Mamba Roomba and a cooking class from local culinary experts. Early bird registration is now open for our Mexico City trip. Spots are limited and you do not want to miss out on this amazing opportunity. Come hang out with us, work on your Spanish, and work on your business in person in Morgan's favorite city. Head on over to weightinclusiveinnovators.com slash Mexico City 2023 to sign up or click the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians to building a cohesive brand to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it, talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business, the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we're on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. Today, we're going to be chatting about something that has been on my mind a lot recently, which is, would my business survive if I had to take an indefinite amount of time off in my business? And this has come up for me because I'm currently working on building out some passive revenue streams. And so I think part of that is, but it also is coming up for my desire to uh, take a month off every summer like moving forward. I think that would be so fun. I've also been thinking about it as quite a few people around me have been announcing their pregnancy or having babies. And when the time comes for me at some point in my life, like, would I be able to take parental leave and like be able to survive without getting paid from one-on-one work for a couple Mm -hmm. of months? And then I've also been thinking about you and your desire to take a year-long sabbatical. But before we dive into all of that, (laughs) I love that I sneak into your thoughts. That's so good. Oh, yeah. Let's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally have thoughts about business. And I was like, huh, I wonder what Hannah thinks about this. Good thing we have a podcast together and can talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about it. But before we, before we get too deep into that, let's do our check in. What were your business highs and lows this week, Hannah? Oh, Morgan, it's funny that we're talking about just, taking our time off and if our business would survive. And I was telling you before we hit record, I'm going to start with my low because I've just been feeling existential dread. And (laughs) I don't know where exactly it's coming from. Um, Maybe a little bit just dysregulated still from last week. Um, You'll have to listen to last week's podcast episode to see what happened at my suite. Not going to dive into it again today, but I just feel like 
what's the point? Not in a, um, what's the point kind of way, but I'm just feeling a little bit disconnected from why are we doing everything we're doing and just really craving some more meaningful work. So um, also a just short little snippet. I stopped taking my ADHD meds a couple months ago to see since grad school was done and everything. And I'm like, okay, let's see if I was just very overwhelmed with my life. And like, maybe now I can do more managing just like through therapy and structure and blah, blah, blah. No, no, (laughs) it's going terrible. So I'm just kidding. It's, it's fine. I'm just like, my mood is not regulated and I'm feeling a little bit more sensitive to things. So I think I'm going to go back on my meds. All right. Woo. Yay. Meds. Don't stop yeah. taking your meds people just because you're feeling better. Um, you're probably feeling better because of your meds. We literally just had that conversation with my doctor too. So mm-hmm. I'm in, mm-hmm. I'm in camaraderie with you. Thanks. I, I think I'm going to start taking my meds again. And then I also think I'm going to seek out some volunteer opportunities and try to connect to feeling like I'm helping in a different way, like in a more um, basic needs kind of way, if that makes sense. I'm really craving being of service to people who don't have things. I like that. Yeah. Keep us posted with what you find. I will. Those are my lows. Um, but my highs are, this is a short week. I took Monday and mostly did some climbing. I was in my van over the weekend with my partner and we went down South to a really awesome climbing area. And it was just so fun to be in the van. And I'm like, why don't we just move into this thing and pop around? But I feel like all of our plans in the van keep escalating. So we have some long trips planned. So I'll get a a taste of this. Um, but it's always nice to come back to, the condo and shower, take a proper shower and like (laughs) have amenities. So, um, that was really nice that it's already Thursday. I can't believe that. And also finally (laughs) six months into the year, almost seven, our cash flow is a lot better. Yay. Um, And so like we just paid estimated quarterly taxes and I, I don't feel like I have to borrow from our nest egg to make payroll and pay that back. So um, after the holiday, we had like a $16,000 deposit from insurance. And I was like, fuck, yeah, where was this money? Um, so that felt really, really nice. And it just feels it. Nothing makes me feel more secure than money, which I hate and love because money holds so much. So another conversation, another 10 conversations for another day. That's where my brain's at today with my highs and lows. Love that. I also have a short week this week, but not because I am taking a day in a van. It's because I have jury duty tomorrow. Womp, womp. I know. I know. You have to go? I have to go. They sent me a text reminder at eight o'clock this morning. Damn. I know. So we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I this is my first time actually doing jury duty because I've gotten out of it the last two times. Oh, okay. All right. You had your... You had your free passes. It's time, Morgan. It's time. <laughs> I know. I know. My dad was also joking with me. He's like, you're like the perfect juror because you work for yourself. You don't have dependents. Damn. I was like, okay. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm holding, I'm holding out hope until five o'clock today that they like are able to settle it without having to go 
to court. So maybe I'll get off tomorrow and I'll just have like a free day off. But okay, listen, the optimist in me wants to tell you this is going to be a cool experience, a cool life experience. Okay. I honestly kind of think it will be. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm excited for jury duty. I don't know if I don't know if excited is the right word. I I'm I'm curious though. I'm curious what this is gonna be like. Um, part of me was like, wow, like this is my due diligence as a citizen, and you know things like that. And so, um, I'm trying to find the balance between like not looking super approachable tomorrow while also like being excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you bring your iced vanilla latte? I don't know. I hope so. They told us we we should bring snacks. So I'm assuming oh, perfect. That's snack. a snack. Um, I have a book club book. I'm trying to decide. I I feel like this is like ultimate like hyper judgment though. Like people are gonna judge me based on how I show up to jury duty. And so I'm like stressing a little bit of like, what do I wear? Like I uh, have a book club book that like would be appropriate to bring to jury duty, but I'm also getting a like hockey smut book in the mail today <laughs> called Fucking Around. And I'm like, I kind of bring that it'll be entertaining but then like people are gonna judge me for (laughs) (laughs) that is hilarious I would have never thought like what are people gonna think of what I'm bringing I just do me um but it makes sense in that setting where it's like yeah do you wear like a suit or like yeah they're like judging you on how you are showing up I assume I don't know I don't know what maybe they'll see your smut and be like you don't need to be here (laughs) and then you won't have to do jury duty I should have just found like a a smut novel that was like scary courtroom. Yeah. And they could be like, okay, this girl's like only gonna be looking at how cute the lawyers are. She's out. <laughs> well, keep us updated next week on the pod with how yeah. jury duty goes or does not go. I will definitely let you know. Um, I guess I can kind of count that as my low upcoming low this week. I honestly I don't potential have to- low. Potential low, potential high. You never know. Potential high. <laughs> um, I don't even know what my low was this last week. It was a like not super eventful week. I, I feel like I had a lot of highs that kind of like bounce, like overshadowed everything. So um, tell us your highs. We want to hear. Yes, I do have a lot of highs. Okay. So I will start with uh, yesterday. I booked an impulsive trip to New York City. Tell us more. In two weeks. <laughs> Love that. I, I was like, are cheap out there right now. I don't know if that was part of it, but use the word cheap. I paid, I booked two one ways. So I did points to fly there and then paid for the flight coming home. So I could like okay. split it up a little bit. Amazing. From Denver in August, because Ector just booked a flight. Uh-huh. Um, it was round trip, like 200 bucks. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It was very, we were like, yeah, you should go. Yeah. Um, awesome. I, okay. Why New York? Okay. So, uh, I have a friend, dietitian friend that lives there and we were just like rapid fire texting back and forth. And she was like, oh, we just need some girl. Like we just need to have like a girl chat. Like you should just like come to New York city. And I was like, don't say that if you don't mean it, I'll come to New York city. <laughs> and so she was like, no, seriously come. And I am going to New York city now. So Yay! I will be there July 2nd through the 6th. It was like some weird timing because like she was also looking to book a trip and I wanted to go before August, but she's traveling the end of July. My family has 
harvest at the vineyard coming up and we like don't ever know exactly what day it's going to happen because it all depends on the weather and like how much rain we get or how much rain we don't get. And so my family was like, we think July 1st, it always happens on a Saturday though. And so I was like, okay, I need to like book a trip. That's not on Saturdays because I obviously want to be home to harvest at the family vineyard. Um, so I'm going the second through the sixth, which I'm going to be there for July 4th and we ever really celebrate July 4th, but getting to no. watch fireworks in New York city on July 4th seems really cool. Love that for you. You're going to have lots of yummy coffee and good friend time and New Get York. Is work amazing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, we're, we're just going to co-work the whole time. Like she's going to see clients, I think one or two of the days, like her usual schedule, um, and then we're going to like work at coffee shops and like this literally sounds like the dream. So, and I have a free place to stay. Woo-woo! Boop, boop. Another high is, uh, all things related to Mexico city. So obviously we're gearing up to go to Mexico city. We still have a couple spots left. If anyone wants to come, whoop, whoop. come join I- us and six people or is it Woo-hoo. seven? I can't remember. I don't remember either. <laughs> Tracking too many things in my brain right now. Also, in addition to Mexico City, I have started planning the eating expedition for Mexico City next summer and have reached out. I actually reached out to one of the girls that you and I met when we were there last summer who works in like the agriculture department or works for some ag company in Mexico City. I reached out to Jacob, who's the founder of Tenfold, my favorite coffee shop here in Houston, because he sources some beans from Mexico. And so got connected with one of his contacts on there who's been in like the food tourism industry for 10 years, like just like a lot of quick forward moving progress for that. And so that feels really good. Yay! My last high of this week is I have been powering through building out show it templates to sell. And this is also partly why this conversation was sparked this week about like, would your business survive if you took time off? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to grab like three ish beta testers just to like, make sure I've done all my I's crossed on my T's. So they're going to get a discounted. They're going to get a template that's discounted as well as uh, office hours with me so they can like work through building out their website, but then be able to ask me questions to make sure that I have all of the like instruction manual on how to use the template fine-tuned before I like release it to the wild. Amazing. Talk to us about the business side of this. Like what discount did they get? How much does this cost? I know last time on the podcast, we talked about templates being around a thousand versus the four to 5,000 it is to work with you. Um, more deets, please. Yeah. Okay. So I still haven't finalized everything. I think I, I acted more quickly than I probably should have with this, but also I had like 12 people reach out to me. There's never a good time. There's so, it's perfect. True. And I set expectations. So this is, so my timeline And then I'll get into like pricing and stuff. My timeline is I'm going to have this template ready to go the first week of July. I'm going to give them until the first week of August to build out their sites. There's some like built-in accountability because it's like a willy We love accountability. Yes. And then I'm going to get all the feedback from them beginning of August and then spend all of our Mexico City admincation building out the rest of the templates. Very cool. Very excited. Okay. I haven't decided on prices yet because I, there are, there's a need for a one page website for a solo clinician that's just starting their practice and is not planning on hiring anyone anytime soon. 
And then there's also a need for a template of someone who either has a group practice, has multiple service offerings or revenue streams and needs more pages. And so right now the template that I'm working on is called Peachy Key Nutrition. It was super fun because I literally got to like create my own little brand to like showcase the template. And so right now I just have Peachy Keen one page website template, and that's what the beta testers are going to use. I'm also going to build out a Peachy Keen multi-page plus blog website. And so same thing, just like different needs, because like you don't need a full like three page website when you're just starting out. And also it's going to overwhelm your clients that are like trying to work with you. I think the more built out one is definitely going to be closer to like don't hold me to that. I have no clue. I need to actually like price it out and like look around and see what other templates cost. The beta round pricing for the one page template is going to be around the $200 mark. Cool. That's awesome. What a deal. What a deal. $200 plus like access to me for a month on like building out your website. Yes. I think it's a good deal. Oh, people should take advantage of that shit as often as they can, because I mean, it's great for you too, because then you learn and you get feedback right? and people get something really awesome for like one twentieth of the cost usually. So, but yeah, that's great. Yeah. So I am very excited. I've had a lot of really awesome people reach out. Um, And so, you know, it's one of those things where like, I'm so grateful to have so many people. And I also know that like this template is probably not going to be like, the vibe that everyone's looking for, for their practice. It is completely customizable. So like fonts, colors, images will all get swapped out to whatever they want for their business. But this does have a little, the purpose of having multiple templates is to attract multiple types of people and their vibes. And so with only launching one for beta rounds, like I just, I know it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea and that's okay too. So it's nice to have like 12 people that are interested because then I know that it's probably not going to be the right fit for some of them. Mm-hmm. And I will still have lots of people to beta test it. Perfect. So exciting. Yeah. Anyhow, lots of highs this week. Riding, riding the highs. Ride the highs. I'm going to take a little bit of your high energy and take it, absorb it. Take it, take <laughs> it, take it. Got lots of excitement over here. Are you ready to dive in? Let's do it. Morgan, so you mentioned in our check-in today when you were introducing our topic that you're thinking about taking time off. Tell us more. Tell us more. I just keep seeing TikToks everywhere of people like taking off a month for the summer. And that Mm. just sounds really nice. And I haven't actually like thought through the logistics of that. But my immediate thought was like, wow, that sounds really nice. There's no way I'd be able to take a whole month off with no work and not get paid. Like that's just not feasible for me right now, which makes me only want to do it that much more. (laughs) That's how it works. Um, And my brain is like, no, Morgan, you totally should. You have a place to live. That's pretty low cost compared to other places. You don't have any dependents, including pets. Like you could save up for a year and do it next year. My brain is like planning for you. Oh yeah. Um, but I know I'm imagining also if I were you, my brain would be like, I want to do it next month. <laughs> I do want to do it next month. I've been looking up Airbnbs for next month. And I was like, Morgan, stop. You're just going to disappoint yourself. Uh, <laughs> damn. And so, but, and so it makes me, you know, 
it, it brings up a couple conversations that we've had on the podcast of we're in it for the long haul. This is not like an immediate thing. And as much as I would love to take next month off, I'm trying to take that energy and shift it more into like, Morgan, if you know this is something you want to do, what systems can you start putting into place now in order to make that feasible for next year? Love that. Okay. Where would you go? What would you do with your month off? I don't know. (laughs) Um, I mean, like I think in an ideal world, I would go, uh, well, okay. Actually, let me just talk about like if I had, if I could take next month off, this is what I would do. I would go to Tuscany region, Mm. maybe, maybe Piedmont, my region and get a villa that has a pool with some lounge chairs and, uh, hang out by the pool, read books, watercolor, maybe see if my villa has a piano and like practice piano. That's dreamy. It's so dreamy. Right. And I think I could do that for about two weeks before I start <laughs> going stir crazy. And so I would do that for two weeks. And then I would take advantage of the fact that I am already in Europe. And I would then spend the next two weeks doing market research for the eating expedition where I didn't have to work and I would have extra money to spend on like renting a car, driving around South of Spain, visiting farms and factories. I love that. That's what I would do. That's what I want to do. That's what you're going to do next year. That's what I'll do next year slash maybe this year, not next month. Which month would you want to take off? Like if you could, any of the 12 months. Ooh, well, if I'm going to Europe, I would either want to be there in May, June, September, or October because it is still warm or like warm enough without being too hot. And it's not peak tourist season. So like End of June, July is peak tourist season for Europe. And then August is when all of Europe takes holiday. And so I just would avoid those times. Love it. That makes sense. Yeah. And we've talked about you taking time off more than a month. Yes. Ideally, I would like to take a year, but I think I need to keep doing things incrementally. Back in May, I quote unquote took off two weeks where I was still working a little bit, um, which is okay. And I would love to eventually work up to be able to do three months minimum of stepping away and letting things run. Or to be honest, even just like saving up enough money and then being like, I will live on the cheap for the next three months to just have my time back. So I I don't know what I would do. I go back and forth all the time and I'm like, do I need three months off to go travel or do I need three months off just to reset and figure out like, what am I doing and why and what I want? Like kind of tying it back to existential dread. I have a thought. Let's hear it. I think you would have to travel because I think if you stayed in the day-to-day routine of being in Denver, you would get drawn back into working. Uh, I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> the question is, Would your businesses survive if you took, let's just say three months, three months feels like a good in-between of like a month to a year to indefinite. Yeah. It's a whole quarter, whole quarter. Would your business businesses survive if you took 
three months off. And would you survive financially as a human if you took three months off? Oh, let's give our short answers and then let's go into more detail. So you answer those two questions first. (laughs) My business survive. No, no chance. (laughs) Would I survive? Also no chance. (laughs) Damn. right now at least. Damn. What are your short answers? Okay. Um, I'm going to say yes and yes, mm-hmm. but there's obviously more to it. It's not quite yes. It's like, yes, question, um, mark? question mark. So for the, the, would my business survive? Nourish Colorado would survive. I don't think it would thrive. Um, but also part of me is like, let's fucking see <laughs> like Jesus take the wheel. Um, I think it would, if I could have a month to prepare my team and be like, Hey, I need to do this. Um, nourish Colorado really runs with our leadership team and Caitlin doing a lot. And I greatly, greatly appreciate that. And I, I still have to step in sometimes for things, which I would want to set up systems for those incidents to be taken care of by leadership. Um, which would also mean I would need to pay them for that time to be me, which would take away from money that I would earn, which is also okay. Cause like I said, I can live on the cheap. Yeah. And I would likely go to Latin America and South America where the dollar takes you a lot farther. Oh yes. Yeah. Literally where it's cheaper to go out to eat than make your own food. I mean, it's, it's inexpensive to do that as well, but like you can get a meal for like $4. It's great. It's nice. Yeah. Um, So yes, I would just need a month to prep my team and then to kind of prep everybody of like, we're going to be in a maintenance phase kind of here. Um, But values driven group. No, that, that revolves around me coaching people one-on-one. So that would flop (laughs) and bring in no income. Um, And then weight inclusive innovators, same thing. Like we are the podcast hosts and the accountability club hosts and retreat hosts. So Nope. That one would have to shut down for a bit. And that's the thing too. I'm like, I don't know that these businesses would fail. I think they might need to pause for a minute, mm-hmm. especially the consulting type stuff and the things that really rely on us. Um, but I think we could pick them back up. I think there's always going to be a need. Yeah. I don't want to commit to three months, but I feel like if I had enough heads up, if you were like, I need to take three months off, I could make it work. I would love that for us. We can trade. It probably wouldn't be as consistent. We might have to switch like every other week podcast episodes, but that would make me sad that though. That would make me sad to be like, okay, you got this for three months, right? Right. Yeah, but I could do it. Yeah. That's oh, the beauty of co-running a business. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and then I would for sure be passing that baton to you eventually at some point as well. Yes. Or we could also record ahead of time, just do a fucking marathon of episodes and just fly up to Denver and we'll spend a whole day recording episodes and schedule them out. That would be a bitch to edit all of those. (laughs) though. (laughs) yeah, that would be, that would be challenging. We could maybe outsource that. Outsource that. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Tell us more details about you saying, no, you wouldn't survive your business wouldn't survive. And then we'll talk about the money piece for each of us. Yeah. So right now, the only way that I am making money is 
direct exchange, one-on-one service for payment. And until that changes, there's no way that my business would be able to run. The, the only way that I would be able to survive like financially, like myself, I could probably live on the cheap. But if I'm taking time off and going to a new place, I don't want to skimp. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make sure that I'm financially stable enough to be able to like afford like an average life. Like being able to spend 20 bucks on a workout class in a new place if I wanted to, or things like that. How much money do you think you would need for a month if, no, three months in, you said Florence? No. I mean, two weeks in Florence, two weeks in South of Spain. Okay. Let's just say three months internationally. How much Mm -hmm. money could you have a good quality of life, like average and live on? Oh gosh. Like what would you need to save up? So I would have to cover my expenses here in Houston, which we'll just round that out to about 1500 a month. A month. Okay. And then I think I could probably get away with about 2000 a month. I don't know where I pulled that number from, but that seems reasonable. For your cost of like living somewhere too? Two thousand plus fifteen hundred. <laughs> Thirty five hundred a month. <laughs> okay, but like living abroad, you could get a place and live a quality of life for two thousand dollars. I don't know how much it though. I mean, I, there was a villa that I saw on TikTok and it was $111 a night. And if I can convince someone to go with me, there you go. Cheap. Okay, that's fair. 50 times 30 is 1500. Okay. I see you. I see. I see. You could totally do that. See, I was a little more. I don't know. My brain was like $5,000 a month plus like, okay. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be, if we're, if we're going to like shoot for those hours, like, yes, I'd love to have $5,000 a month for like comfort. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So you need about $20,000 for three months to cover. Yeah. Uh, That feels a little far-fetched right now. Okay. Also, you can have somebody stay at your place and cover the cost. There are, there are other logistics. I have thought about that. My place would be the perfect place for a dietetic intern to come stay for a couple of months. And I could just like move all my clothes to my parents' house. And like, it's a fully furnished apartment that's centrally located. So it could work. Okay. But back to our, back to like actually running the businesses. So Morgan Sinclair designs, there is a slight possibility that this could work. I have an assistant designer and if she wanted to take over for a little bit of time, she could, I trust her to do that. She's been working with me long enough to know, but I also like, I would never want to put that on her if she didn't want to do it. And so she could take over for a couple of months, or I could just like pause all client work for a couple of months. Um, And then if there's any clients that need like, there's not really such thing as like emergency services in web design. I guess they're kind of good. Nah, not really. It could be if it was like somebody selling something and like their yeah. website down, like you've talked about in the past, but yeah. in your niche now, no. Yeah. And so I think I could have my assistant designer kind of be on standby for emergency services and then just like send out an email to all my past clients. So like, if you need something from me, I will be out. Here's your contact. But that would be just to like, 
keep the business alive, that wouldn't like, I wouldn't be making any money from that. Yep. Yep. So that's something to think about. This is why I'm building out passive income streams though. And I know there's like a, like passive income streams is such a buzzy thing to talk about right now, but I don't like to think of it just as passive income streams. I like to think of it as like my funnel of working with me at different price points because working with me one-on-one obviously is going to be the most expensive and I'm working on building out kind of things down the funnel. Down the funnel or up the ladder. I've been thinking a lot and actively working towards building out ways that I can reach more people that don't require my like direct one-on-one time. And I think like that's the beauty of having passive income streams. And so I'm working on building out the template shop, obviously, like I mentioned in my check-in and then also the Weight Inclusive Business Academy. However, once those are built out, I still don't think that would be enough in and of itself to be able to support me. I would have to figure out a system for my sales and like how to market them that is also passive and get that streamlined and set up and then maybe hire a virtual assistant while I'm gone to just like make sure that is like functioning as it needs to. So I don't have the pressure to go in and check to make sure that's all doing what it needs to be doing. Sounds like you know what needs to happen, which is awesome. When we can speak it into existence, Mm -hmm. feels more real. Like it could could happen one day. It could happen. I mean, I could say the same about you and your what I don't know if it's a desire for you anymore, but we've talked many times about building a course on setting up a group practice. Yes. I've been thinking about this. Got it. We're gonna like every year, we're just gonna roast me for not doing it yet. Um (laughs) Well, it was going to be an insurance course to start. And I just oh, like, okay, insurance that's course. one. Yeah. So and I have all these ideas and people keep reminding me that it's needed too, which makes me want to do it. So there's insurance course, but more recently, I've just been thinking about like, I used to write a story, which isn't an untrue story, but people working with, with me one-on-one is the most meaningful, impactful, and I can help them the best. Mm-hmm. That feels true to me in a lot of ways because I feel like my superpower is coaching and inspiring and being able to say things in a way that really lands for somebody, for them to be able to take the next step in their business, particularly their group practice. And what my fear was with the course is somebody would buy it and never take it Mm -hmm. because that's what I do. (laughs) Yeah, same. And, but I also, (laughs) yes, and same. Um, So I also have realized that people have different learning desires and some people can't commit one financially to working with me Mm one-on-one, but two, to having like a scheduled meeting, like they need to be able to do the, a course or something whenever it works in their schedule. And so that's been making me think more and more about either shorter term commitment things and courses, because a lot of, especially getting started with the first part of group practice is like very logistical. And as like, right when somebody hires their first employee, that's when it really shifts more to leadership and communication and all the things that are more people soft skills that I prefer to do coaching on. Mm -hmm. Um, 
versus in a course. And so I think there's an opportunity there at the same time, it goes back to needing time off to mm-hmm. feel re-inspired about everything so I can put my best work forward. Cause right now I don't have anything to give except for showing up with people, knowing their businesses, being hands-on, like I can do that, but to be in the dreamy space, which is why I'm excited for Mexico city mm-hmm. and be re-inspired to make that content. I don't have that right now. I feel like I need the time off then to do that. So then I can take more time off. Um, Anyway, I went on a little little tangent there, but I have been thinking more about passive income and passive offerings. But at the same time, if I let that be the driving force for me, which I know it's it's not necessarily, um, it's too distracting from being able to produce good content. Mm-hmm. So I I don't necessarily need it to be passive, but I do want to have something more concrete that people can buy and do on their own time. The other thing I've been thinking about, which I feel like is the middle ground, and I'm actually in one right now, is masterclasses. Um, so I'm taking a four-week masterclass about how to put on a retreat because we're putting on the Mexico City retreat. It's our first one. We hope to continue to do more. And I also want to do some group practice retreats for folks. And so I'm learning a lot. And part of doing this too is to see how this host of these masterclasses is like, I'm watching his email marketing from when I signed up to me being in the class and watching how he runs the masterclass. I'm watching his pricing, all of that and feeling inspired from it. So if I could do like a couple masterclasses leading up to a trip and have, you know, that chunk of money to support me, it's like, I did the work for four weeks with a group of people. That's awesome. We did great stuff. They got a ton of value and now I can take X amount of time because I, I kind of bundled this money now. That's genius. Mm-hmm. That is such a good uh, way to think about that and like structure that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So what I'm, how my brain's envisioning this, of like it boils down to is answering the question, like what would need to happen for, for time off to happen? I think if you're doing direct one-on-one services, you would need to have a team that can Take over. run that for you. And you just wouldn't be getting paid as much as you usually would. You need to have something that not and, or you would need to have something that is like, oh, what's the word for it? There's like evergreen where it's ongoing. And then there's something where it's like a start stop, like a group. Hold, please. (laughs) Why can't I think of the name of that? Live launch? Yeah, evergreen launch or live launch. Or live launch. Okay. So you would need to have a team or you would need to do a live launch of something that has a very specific start and end date that you could get a good chunk of money in a short period of time to then set you up. Or you would need to have an evergreen something course workshop, webinar, where you do all of the work up front and then you let that sell for as long as it needs to, where there's not like a start and stop time to it. Um, The only difference for that is you would probably want some data of like what your usual sale patterns are. So you would kind of know what to expect. And you would also have to set up sales systems that would keep that going. Yep. Well, and the other piece that is the 
the more challenging part is the marketing, having the audience, like people actually buying the content too. Mm -hmm. So, which is, yeah, I know. I'm so happy you brought that up because I feel like I've always known that I've wanted to do some sort of passive revenue stream, which in the beginning I was like, oh, I want to do this because like, who wouldn't want to like get paid while they sleep, which is like the classic, like salesy Mm -hmm. part of passive revenue. It wouldn't have worked when I was just starting out. I feel like I'm finally at a point now that I've been doing branding, marketing, web design for eating disorder clinicians for four and a half years now consistently and having the podcast. Like it is because of those things that I feel like I now have the audience to be able to market to and make that happen. And so even though I like felt really impatient when I was younger and greener and just starting out, it has taken a long time to build up to having the audience, having the audience that knows that they need something that I have to offer and also doing this long enough to where I also know what that audience needs. That's right. That's exactly And I feel like you probably feel very similar with running a group practice and taking insurance because it's something that like you just have to be like a couple steps ahead of the people that you're selling to. Exactly. And, and that's part of, part of what's held me back from creating content and making courses and things like that is because I feel like I was still being a sponge and learning a lot, like mm-hmm. running my own group, starting business coaching two and a half years ago, almost three years now. No, three years now. That's insane. I started summer 2020. And all of that, I until now, like I don't think I had enough information to really see a scope of what people need and what's actually going to be helpful versus just being like, I'm going to create a course because I want to make money and hope you like it. That's a very, very not great way <laughs> to it's do such order. a different mindset shift because I think the desire can be there. Like it, it's hard to look at other people that have passive income streams and be like, wow, I really want that. Like that does sound dreamy. It is dreamy. The idea of getting paid without having to like do direct change for service or like payment for service, fee for service, whatever you want to call it. That sounds incredible. Like that is like ideal. And it's also, there's so much more that goes into it. It is a lot harder. There are more things that you have to think through in order to like successfully set that up and market it and actually have it be successful. So what would need to happen in the next year? Like, what are the big three things that need to happen for you to go to Europe for three months? I need to launch my template shop. As much as I love building out Weight Inclusive Business Academy, that is a marathon and not a sprint. And templates feel a little bit more like a sprint because it's something that I do on the day-to-day basis. I could, I literally just put together like a website mock-up for Houston Eating Disorder Specialist and like two hours, like a multi-page website. Like I, I feel like I could design websites in my sleep. And so focus is going to be on a template shop. Um, also like for myself financially, like templates are going to templates cost more than like my 17 to $80 courses or lessons that I'm doing for weight inclusive business Academy. I'm going to have to sell way fewer templates to match the cost that I would for lessons. I'm still going to be building out lessons because I think it's really valuable information, but number one, set up and launch my template shop. Uh, 
Number two, market the templates, figure out podcasts that I can be on now to start getting the word out, figuring out how to use Pinterest, because I think that's going to be one of the main search engine tools that people go to for website inspiration. And three is going to be my personal goal of paying off all of my debt, credit card debt, not like, I mean, some of it's good debt, but paying all that off (laughs) and uh, like just being in a point of consciousness of saving, not to the point of like restriction, but realizing that like, if that is something that I want to do, I have to be a little bit more mindful of where I'm currently spending money. I love that. And I'm going to add a number four, talk to my landlord to see if I can rent out my space to a dietetic intern while I'm gone. They're super great. I love my landlords. They've been my landlords for four years and are just awesome. And so I think they'd be okay with it. Maybe you could rent it for a little bit higher too. (laughs) Okay. Honestly, my landlords haven't raised my rent in five years. So that's awesome. Yeah. The cost of my apartment is quite low. And so I absolutely, I could charge more and it would still be a very reasonable price for an apartment in this area of Houston. So I could, a good plan. <laughs> depending on how lucrative I want to be, I could, <laughs> I would, somebody's going to be using your stuff. Oh, that's true. It's like, um, a depreciation. Appreci- Ooh, could, could you find a travel nurse? Probably. Okay. Think travel nurse or intern. There's, there's a lot of interns that have to come um, do like a four or eight week rotation in Houston, but they split their time between a small town outside of Austin in Houston. And so I have the connections with that internship too. What would you have to do in order big three? What are your big three that you have to do in order to make it happen to take your three months off? Mm-hmm. Um, restructuring nourished, which we're in the process of doing right now, continuing to pull me out so that I am not needed in the day-to-day. So that's already happening, but that's the biggest one. Um, So that's number one. Number two, I would have to pause on my aggressive investing plan for a few (laughs) months. (laughs) Um, Did that stress you out? (laughs) uh, Yes and no, because I honestly think that I'm fine. Yeah. Um, And three months in the grand scheme, part of me wants to be like, no, figure it out. Just save up the money and do it, Mm -hmm. which is probably more my style anyway, or like go through my savings again. That's what I did to get the van and put a big down payment down. So I'm, I'm working on rebuilding my savings. So that was a good exercise for me to go through to be like, yeah, you can blow your savings and then build it back up. It's fine. Um, so restructuring it nourished, pull me out of the day-to-day, which is already happening. Either stop aggressively investing for a few months or build up my savings and plan to live off of those very, very cheaply. Um, And then I would just need to prep my business coaching clients because I I work with people long-term and I typically see them one to two times a month and just prep them for a few months and work ahead and give them um, just a heads up that that's happening and then not schedule anybody those months. And then for the podcast, you and I would just do a fucking marathon and either do some pre-recording and then have some solo episodes or have you do guests. And then I would return the favor 
when I got back. Um, Oh, also, I would find somebody to live at my place and just cover my mortgage. Are you assuming your partner's going with you? Yes. Okay. I was like, um, (laughs) I don't know if they would like that. He can have a roommate. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, I feel like there's a little bit more logistical figuring out, but I feel like we have a place in central Denver. It's beautifully furnished. Um, We're actually going to have a travel nurse live here when we go to Mexico for a month in October, November. We will be working, so it's not the same thing, but that'll be the first kind of experience to see how we can rent out the place for a month. That's Um, awesome. Where'd you find the travel nurse? I haven't found them yet. Okay. (laughs) But my neighbor in my building does it. So I feel cool. Yes. So I'm not worried about that. Um, Yeah. Our biggest expenses are the condo and the van. So either part of the three months will be bopping around in the van and that will be able to make it to where we live pretty inexpensively too. Or we could price the condo to be covered and cover part of our van payment. So mm. I'm always scheming this stuff of like, how do I get the fuck out of here? <laughs> always. Kind of a random conversational podcast today of just where our minds are at thinking about systems in our businesses, what would need to happen to take time off, both of our desires to take a good chunk of time off. We would love to hear if you are planning some time off and where are you stuck in your business or could it run without you? How can you systematize and streamline your business? Send us a DM, send us an email and let us know. Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators pod. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast to add us to your queue every week. Please leave us a rating and review and share with a friend to help us reach more weight inclusive business owners who could use support and pep talks. And join us in Mexico City. We'd love to see you there. See you next week. Bye.